everybody. Welcome to another sports. 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 Podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Pomville. And joining us as always is the sports outsider, Phil Ranta. We're recording on the weekend. It's the uh, freaking we, we weekend. Are. Yeah. Hey, Maybe hey. I'm about to have me some fun. Uh, I want to ask you something, Phil. Yep. Uh, has your sports outsider uh, status improved mm-hmm. any? Because now that you have a child, she's the ultimate sports outsider. That's true. She's a sports outsider in a way that you could only dream to. At I this have point, to teach her things you're about saying, sports. Like this is a mm. ball. Don't do that. Let no. Jordan and I teach her things about sports. <laughs> That's fair. That's totally fair. But yeah. for now, I feel like you can you can hone your own sports outsider perspective by looking at her and being like, "Hey, what would Lucy think yeah, about this?" Yeah, but that's true. But she's also like a like a eating outsider and a like she's an everything. <laughs> oh, outsider. there's too many variables here. Yeah, there's so many variables. You can't account she, for. It. She doesn't even know about religion. <laughs> or like who governs what? You know? Well, sports, religion, same difference. Sure, I and most think. things to her are just sort of like large colored blocks, right? It's right? Sensory stuff. Yeah, you know? yeah. So yeah, in other words, no, Joel. <laughs> Hasn't affected me. <laughs> oh boy. Well, you know what? But we will be able to teach her something, hopefully, about U.S. history. Yeah. Because today on the show, we have, this is very exciting, his name's Phil McGinty. Oh, Mm -hmm. another Phil. Yeah, another Phil. He's a World War II veteran, Mm -hmm. uh, and he has has the distinction of being honored in the most pregame ceremonies. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So you know this, Phil. Like in a lot of uh, like pregame ceremonies, they'll do a flyer, they'll have a flag, and sometimes they'll say, and today we're honoring so-and-so and so-and-so right. who served, and they wave and stuff. And, and sports and nationalism are very tied in. Very, very yeah. tied in. We do the national anthem before every game. Yeah, well, in video games, we do too. Yeah, we, yeah, we, we started doing it there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> before I start with Mario, I'm like, I pledge allegiance to Mushroom Kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, wait oh, that's right, because you have to play the American anthem, and then you have to play the Mushroom, the mushroom Land anthem. Yeah, exactly. The Koopa yeah. Troopa Beach anthem. Right, you know? exactly. And then when Koopa, King Koopa, every once in a while, take over, and then you have to do a new anthem, because yeah. you got to learn the Bowser's anthem. It's very <laughs> which is, tricky. Which is much more aggressive. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, all of uh, all of Mario Kingdom, uh, Mushroom Kingdom, gets taken over very often. It gets annexed yeah. by Bowser I mean, it is, quite I mean, frequently. Not to be a revisionist historian, but I feel like we've always gotten the very Mario-centric story of history here. We have. Yeah. We don't get any of the the other sort of, you know, mitigating details about the I mean, socio-political I, I structure. I kind of think Princess has been marginalized a bit. She we have not really heard her has. side of the story. Yeah. yeah. For that matter, we don't talk at all about the, the state of poverty that Bowser and all of the, the Koopas are living in. Yeah, what leads to him needing to constantly yes. take over, right? Yeah, it's absolutely. a sports comedy <laughs> podcast. <laughs> oh, man, we're I going don't condone do terrorism, but there's a reason why she got kidnapped, people. Yikes. Wow. This okay. went into a bad <laughs> well, direction maybe, quickly. Maybe you shouldn't be here for Phil McGinty, yeah. uh, but we're going to talk right. to him. It's kind of interesting. Like I said, the most honored. He's been at the most pregame ceremonies, and he's a proud uh, veteran of World War II. So oh, and is this... So this isn't like on the field like pregame ceremony. This is just like camera pans over to him during the clapping. Oh no, I think yeah. I think it's both. I think oh, both. I think he's okay. been on the field at times. I think I'm sure at like maybe NHL games he's been in like the stands. Sure. Yeah. I think he has this uh, notable distinction. I think uh, SB Nation did a piece on him recently. Oh wow, That's so cool. so we got him on to kind of talk about this. Yeah, all right. And we got a wide world of weird sports. Goddamn right we do. And news, news, news. But first, the grass is green. The glove is cool. Having a dog at the game. Totally baseball. Major rebrand. Baseball's cool now. Totally baseball. 
Brought uh, to you by Pop Rocks Extreme. They'll blow your mouth off. <laughs> MLB postseason preview roundup. All right. I really, I really wish we could go back to to only baseball. There's no going back. It's only going yeah, that forward. Was years ago, I, at this I feel point. like we're we're fighting against the very nature of baseball with this, and we should probably just embrace the fact that it is what it is. And it's no, not it was a be... major rebrand, and baseball's yes. cool now. Yeah. All right, all right, fine. Yeah, do uh, it. But no, it's the MLB postseason, and I know what Phil's excited for. Yeah, the, the, World, the Series. World Series and. A certain promotion, uh, the taco that was was Stila that base Stila Stila taco. taco. Yeah, I remember that one because of the tacos. Right, we're all very you're excited. Not, you're not technically stealing the tacos. No, no. Like, if if someone steals a base, the next day between eleven and three, you can just hop over the counter. That's yeah. what I'm saying. And yeah. kind of just make make yourself your own taco, but only and kind of if get you out of like dodge. wear a mask over covering your eyes so <laughs> yeah. the cops can't find you. <laughs> and they also like the they, hamburger. <laughs> It's you can't a, find them wearing a mask. It's a requirement that all Taco Bell employees not watch the World Series so that they're surprised the day that they sure. come in. They're like, hi, what can I... Whoa! Well, that's what Call 911! Yeah. Uh, they're rushing the counter! Uh, so let's just do it. We're going to go through and talk about some of the teams here. These are kind of like verifiable true facts. Yeah. And yeah. kind of just like a preview roundup here. Sure. Uh, the Washington <laughs> Nationals uh, beat the Milwaukee Brewers and uh, in the wild card game, but they've yep. petitioned to rename it the wild card round. To make it seem like they've won something in the postseason. Huh. Mm. Yeah, more than a playing game. They've never won a postseason uh, round. Wow. Incidentally, the one game play-in is nonsense. <laughs> oh, I disagree. It's a ton of fun. <laughs> no, it's it's fun. But I mean, from like a competitive baseball standpoint, I'm like, what do you learn from like one game at the end of a season? Well, there's at many innings three. inside of Here's one what game. you learn. You should have won your division. Yeah, well, yeah. sure. But three would be the equivalent of a series I could get behind three but yeah. one one's crazy though. you're look that's because you're looking at a game not as a makeup of a bunch of little games I think each inning is a little game and it's about winning the cumulative total of all those little games sounds like someone's been reading some Tony La Russa. <laughs> I don't yeah. know that's how I you, think of it you sound dangerously close to a sports insider. yeah I know oh, really <laughs> yeah no when I've been forced that's to watch baseball sort of in the past I'm like oh they won that inning or they lost that Phil's inning. a closet analytic I know oh my god I do I, love data that's why I'm in digital advanced media sabermetrics over that <laughs> that's actually how we do it someday we're gonna introduce Phil to Bill James and it's really gonna take off oh my gosh that actually might work yeah uh, the Minnesota Twins are down two games to zero to the Yankees in the best of five ALDS, but in one way, they've already won. This past season, the Twins hit the most home runs in a major league season in history. Damn. They edged the Yankees by one home run. And you know it's just killing the Yankees <laughs> sure, yeah. that the Minnesota Twins have a record that we don't? Yeah, yeah. sounds like New York. Also, not to mention, who the hell is on the Twins that... All season, I've just been like, wait, who's hitting 30 home runs this Eddie year? Eddie Rosario, Mitch Garver, yeah, Nelson Prince, Cruz. Kirby Puckett. Uh, who else is Did you say the- Prince? Prince and Kirby Puckett are both from Oh, Minnesota. God, I got it. Okay. You, you cannot tell me that if Prince... Uh, if Prince had been a baseball player, I'm pretty sure he would have averaged at least 30 home runs a season. Ah, it feels like a slap hitter to me. You, you say that, but I'll bet you Prince would be that guy where you're like, oh, it must be a slap hitter, and then whoa! Oh, surprising oh, yeah. power? Maybe yep, like a Trey yep. Turner type? Well, for yep. sure the revolution would have a lot of power, so. <laughs> it's no wonder the Tampa Bay Rays have trouble drawing fans as they're the only team in the MLB that uses a body of water as its geographical location. Mm. Right. Versus- until until uh, I was 20. I don't think I was aware that the city in Florida was called Tampa. Right. So most Tampa residents 
are sailing around a bay going, <laughs> Dar, where's stadium? Sure. Dar. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Tampa residents don't sail. They jet ski. Not yeah, that mention, makes sense. Like, if it were the San Francisco Bay, it would make more sense to me. But I'm like, are there other cities on the Tampa Bay that I, mean, I should know about other than Tampa? Someone St. call the Beach Boys. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't think that counts. Okay. No. Well, Fort Lauderdale? Also, That's on the Atlantic Ocean. Okay. They're not like the, the, the St. Petersburg <laughs> something or other. Uh, bad news. The Oakland Athletics were eliminated from the postseason in the wild card game. Good news. Unlike their football team and basketball team, the A's have not been eliminated from Oakland. More bad news. San Antonians have overwhelmingly passed Measure R, paving the way for a state-of-the-art publicly funded baseball stadium near the Riverwalk. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, yes. no. Sounds like the athletics should have been a little bit more athletic. Huh? Uh, quick Would've piece of won. trivia for you at home if you're thinking, oh, San Antonio, quaint little town in West Texas. Over a million people. One of the ten largest cities in the country. That's right. Yeah, four, Much larger four cities in Texas are four of the ten uh, yeah. most and, popular. And I was joking about Measure R, but I do think the Chargers are moving there within ten years. Oh. Mm. Oh, I thought you meant the A's, and I was like, that would make a ton of sense. Yeah. No, the fact the, that San Antonio the, doesn't have a team other than the... Uh, uh, Spurs. Yeah. Uh, that's nonsensical. They'll get a... Like I said, the Chargers are going to move there within ten years. That's my prediction. Bold okay. prediction. After St. Louis reliever and member of Cherokee Nation Ryan Helsley called the Atlanta Braves' tomahawk, ch- tomahawk chop chant disrespectful, the Braves have retained the service of an orphan whose parents were murdered by baseball bat-wielding madmen dressed as cardinals. Yeah. Just to be ready to say, yeah, but what about your insensitive uniforms? Oh, so it's like a Batman uh, origin story. Yeah, well, yeah. the St. Louis uniform is a couple birds on a bat. That makes sense, yeah. yeah. I really don't understand why they can't just, like, pay for it, you know? Like, I understand that they love the tomahawk chop. I right. feel like if they were like, hey, we will pay $35 million a year to continue to license this. From? From the... Uh, whatever I guess tribe? The, the Cherokee would make the most sense because they're the people who used to live in Georgia. Uh, like way back when, but you when, know, I feel like that's that's the compromise. Apparently, here. they actually got it from Deion Sanders, who brought it from Florida State. Oof! And well, when, don't pay him. Yeah, <laughs> when, when no, you, I'm just saying he's the one yeah. who like. Then the Seminole. Either way, the the point is, there's all sorts of issues and Native American resolu- yes. reservations. Why not just make it a cash payment so that they can start getting decent public schools and police forces that work? Joel, you have to be cautious of your verbiage because when you first said, I just think they should pay for it, I was thinking like cold-blooded revenge. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that would be a different approach. Right, No, I I mean, you know, obviously it's a Like they should all lose their firstborn and then they can continue. Yeah, we'll have 12 plagues. Totally. Uh, It's like it would only be so bad if it was like, well, we're helping fund public schools. Sure. Every tomahawk uh, chop. Every tomahawk yeah. chop. All right. With the juice ball and players focus on launch angle and exit velocity, one of the unintended consequences is that the Crawford boxes at Houston Stadium, the left field seat situated just 315 feet from home plate, has earned the colorful nickname CTE Corner. Oh. That's hurt the, hurt what a terrible noggin. nickname. Yeah. yeah. With every additional postseason victory with the Houston Astros, Detroit Tiger fans grow more and more paranoid that Justin Verlander will go into the Hall of Fame as an <gasps> Astro. There was uh, some writer wrote that, and I nearly drove to Houston and punched him in the face. Well, I mean, I think what honestly could happen is he could go in with no logo. Because the the Hall of Fame kind of regulates it now, because uh, Wade Boggs got a thing into his contract where the Rays were going to pay him a million dollars if he went in as a Ray. 
So Wade Boggs said, I'll go in as a Ray. And uh, the Hall of Fame mm-hmm. said, we don't like this. Yeah. So the, the Hall of Fame now gives you choices. So for Justin Verlander, the Hall of Fame, I'd be like, you can go in as a Tiger or yeah. an Astro. Mm-hmm. But you can't. Like, those are your choices. And a lot of players, like Mike Mussina, went in with no logo because he was with Baltimore for a long time. Yeah. But he didn't win any World Series with Baltimore. Right. Yeah. Um, Still, though... <laughs> If he went in with no logo, it would also break my heart. Yeah. No, that's true. I feel like Wade Boggs should go in with, like, the Simpsons logo. Because that that that's what people remember him for. At least I'll, me. I'll say it right now. If I do make the Baseball Hall of Fame, oh, when? I, understand, yeah. I understand that that would be... I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be hard at this point. But if I do... I will wear the the cap for the Springfield Isotopes. Or there wait, we go. What was the name of the the softball team? Oh, because it's like the yeah. power plant something. Right. Yeah. It's not the Isotopes. That's their minor league team. Right. I don't know what the name of the team is. Did they ever address the name of the team? I mean, I feel like I've I feel like we've both seen that episode enough times that we'd know if they did. Yeah. So you know what? Isotopes. I'll go in as an isotope guy. After winning back-to-back NL pennants this postseason, the Los Angeles Dodgers plan on doing all of their scoring between the third and seventh innings to better accommodate for fans and traffic. Hmm. Okay, very nice. Very nice. Ronald Acuna Jr. has been criticized for his general lack of hustle. Recently, he thought he had a homer. It should have been a double, but ended up a single. Oops, because he didn't run it out. Hmm. Acuna Jr. defended this. He's quite fast. Yeah, I know. (laughs) He defended this as a piece of performance art, an allegory for white middle class males everywhere. (laughs) There we go. The grass is green. The glove is cool. Having a dog at the game. Totally baseball. Major rebrand. Baseball's cool now. Totally baseball. Brought to you by Pop Rocks Extreme. You're going to die. News, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. Kansas basketball season kickoff event features pole dancers and Snoop Dogg firing a money gun. Yikes, that's cool. Subheadline, the NCAA is pretty inept, you guys, but this is just asking for it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I know. That's scandal all over it. That's gutsy. Something Uh, tells me that the people planning the pregame event didn't get, like, that was the call that they needed to make, but they were in a real fluster because they're like oh god we're getting hit by the ncaa yeah oh, by, right. you gotta call the coach you gotta call a thing hey did anyone call marketing oh <laughs> we forgot about marketing uh kansas basketball is a lengthy tradition they've won three national championships been to 15 final fours and have seemingly won every big 12 conference championship they're also in an if you told me they'd won every big 12 <laughs> conference championship i'd have to be like you'd have to believe me hey, has to be about right. Yeah. Iowa State snuck in there once, right? Like Baylor, I think, once. Yeah, they were a two-seed at one point. Texas, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're also under investigation for a pay-for-play scheme that involves Adidas getting major apparel contracts with Kansas and then paying players to attend Kansas. Uh-oh. Now, when you're a major university and you get in trouble with the NCAA, you have three choices here. Uh, first one is uh, you do a thorough investigation. You self-flagellate the athletic program severely, to which the NCAA will say, good job. Uh, you can do a half-assed investigation, give yourself a modicum of punishment, to which the NCAA will say, eh, good job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or you can tell the NCAA to go screw because they don't have subpoena power, to which the NCAA will usually give an extended sigh. Oh. <laughs> but sometimes they narrow their eyes and go, hey. <laughs> which is, in a way, the worst punishment is knowing yeah. you disappointed someone. Yeah. You know? <laughs> It's, We're not mad. Right. We're disappointed. Ooh, in, in, like daggers in the heart. In the blind side, when Michael Lewis is talking about uh, the NCAA's reaction to finding out that a 
top tier college recruit had been adopted by a, a certain family and then attended their favorite university. Mm-hmm. And they were like, we should look into this. But he describes them as he's like, it's less like a fire department than it is like the PR department for a really bad fire department. <laughs> right. Like, they show up after everything is burned down and then they try to do the best spin on it that they can. Uh, well, Kansas basketball has chosen option three, colloquially known as the USC plan. Okay, mm-hmm. right, yeah. Uh, and if you thought the Trojans hiring NCAA scofflaw Lane Kiffin while they were under NCAA, NCAA investigation was a bad look, Kansas just said, hold my beer. Let's use some of that Adidas money to bring in Snoop Dogg and pole dancers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this is a thing at a lot of bas- college basketball programs, major college basketball programs. Phil, Sports Outsider. Yep. They have something uh, colloquially sometimes known as uh, Midnight Madness. Yeah. Midnight where, Madness. Okay. Where basically the first day the team can officially practice together as a team, because the NCAA does that, yep. they'll sometimes hold uh, like a party at the arena that's like free for students oh, and like family. Okay. And you show up and usually it's like a family friendly event at like Michigan State. Tom Izzo comes out dressed as a Spartan. And like all the teammates. Yeah. Go, it's like a pep rally. Yeah, it's like a pep rally. And then at midnight, because then it's like the clock strikes midnight, then they scrimmage. You know, yeah. oh, that's and cool. it's kind of a fun, family-friendly event, and like you know, we all had I a good laugh. I attended one for Michigan State, and it was a lot of fun. Right, and I, I want to say Tom Izzo drove in on a motorcycle. That's cool. I might, be, I, I might be confusing the one I remember with ones I've read about, but right, uh, it's usually... like Stone Cold. He comes in with a four wheeler, then bashes two yeah. beers together and pours it down. It's always throat. a gimmick. Yeah, never pole dancers. I guess I've only been to one. Maybe it was the only one without pole dancers. The thing <laughs> is, if it's Snoop Dogg and the Money Gun, that's okay. It's the pole dancers that just mm-hmm. doesn't. That's the mm-hmm. like one of these things is not like the other. Right. Well, it's also they they invited Snoop Dogg, and then they were just like, wait. Snoop Dogg did that? Right. He brought pole dancers. He mentioned marijuana on stage. What? Uh, so in Lawrence, Kansas, the other night, students and families were greeted by several pole dancers on the court. There were basically, I believe, four or six from the things I saw. Very mm-hmm. tall poles. And they're right. up them, like, you know, gyrating, spinning around, humping the poles. Mm-hmm. And then Snoop Dogg comes out because he's part of the Adidas entertainment family. Sure. Decked out in uh, Kansas Adidas gear. Mm-hmm. And then at some point, he takes a money gun and starts shooting it at the pole dancers. Because, right. you know. Making it rain. Right. Yeah. But then he starts shooting it at the students, right? Um, with real money? I don't know if it was real money. It can't be, right? Um, and there was also profanity, but that seems like that's not as, the major as issue. Long as, as long yeah. as none of the players pick up the money, <laughs> I think you're okay. <laughs> but uh, this is a really bad look. They're under NCAA, NCAA investigation. Mm. And then you do this. It's a really bad look. Oh, sure. It's kind of like uh, when companies are getting hit with like antitrust lawsuits, and then the, it leaks that their Christmas party had like <laughs> yeah. T Pain, and that yeah, like, yeah. like that's always a problem. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and, and so, I, I want to take a moment here to say yeah. I was not aware that Snoop Dogg was such a big Kansas fan. Oh, he's is not. he from Kansas originally? No, he's, that... from, he's from the LBC, Joel. Yeah. We all know that. Well, yeah, he's yeah, West Coast. eventually. But did he maybe spend his childhood years growing up in Kansas? Snoop like Dogg Lawrence is a <laughs> businessman. Yeah. He's part of the Adidas entertainment family. Yeah. And uh, basically, they paid Snoop Dogg to come out and do this. And then I think we're shocked when Snoop Dogg was Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Yeah. Next, you're going to tell me he's not really best friends with Martha Stewart. Uh, Athletic director Jeff Long issued a statement which seemed to indicate he had no idea who Snoop Dogg uh, was. Huh. We apologize for the Snoop Dogg performance at Late Night. That's what they call their event. We made it clear to the entertainment, entertainers, managers, that we expected a clean version of the show, and we took additional steps to communicate to our fans, including moving the artist to the final act of the evening to ensure that no basketball activities would be missed if anyone did not want to stay for a show. 
I take full responsibility for those for not thoroughly vetting all the details of the performance and offer my personal apology to those who were offended. We strive to create a family atmosphere at Kansas, and we fell short of that this evening. <laughs> I thought he was a dog that was going to come do dog tricks. I thought, you know, as Charlie Brown would say good grief, right. and Lucy would give him some sort of not totally applicable advice. Sure. I thought it was Snoot Dog, and he was going to show up and not want to eat his food because it wasn't nice enough. <laughs> Wait, what's Snoot? Like Snooty oh. is what he was going for. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I can speak Joel. If you ever <laughs> Anyway, added uh, Coach uh, Bill Self, who we found out in all of this. Bill Self, his middle name is actually Adidas, so I can launder money to my. <laughs> Yikes. That a, yeah, that was a tough joke. Anyway, <laughs> Bill Self says that's not the direction that anybody at our school would want uh, to go at at all. Regardless uh, of the entertainment that it provided many, it was still not the right way to provide the entertainment. I disagree. Wow. I think everyone's being too sensitive. Well, about I think them. the pole dancers. I think, like you said, that's the thing that like makes it like uh, if they weren't under NCA investigation, the pole dancers wouldn't be a great look, right? Be, well, only because it's evocative of stripping, not the art of pole dancing in itself, right? right. As Correct. soon as you make it rain and there's pole dancers, then you're like making a strip club atmosphere. Well, also, this totally is this inappropriate is for family, a public university, yeah, public right. a, yeah. a public school, family friendly event. Uh, if they can't do group prayers. I'm going to at least throw a bone to the religious right and say, why don't we also say pole dancing off the table? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever happened to just having Guster perform at every college show? <laughs> Joining us now on the podcast is World War II veteran and um, person who's attended the most uh, pregame ceremonies of honor. That's Phil McGinty. Phil, it's great to have you on the show. Hey, how's it going? Hey, thank going, thank you for your service. Hey there. Thank, yeah, thank no, you for your uh, service. You know, it's good to hear that. I don't hear that enough, really. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, well, it seems like you do, though. People, you hear people do not appreciate the things that I have done. Really? For this country. The things that this country has done for me, not enough, quite frankly. Well, well let's, let's, well, before, after the sacrifices that I made. Okay. Yeah. What's well, in let, France? Let's start with uh, a quick uh, a dossier, I guess. Uh, mm -hmm. What branch did you serve? Uh, what unit? Uh, what uh, area? Oh, uh, that'd be the U.S. Army. Okay. Sure. Okay. I was in northern France. Okay. Mm -hmm. Right in the thick of it. Right. Motor pool. Motor pool. Yeah. Okay. And that means you. I was a mechanic for the jeeps that officers drove. That's very important. Yeah. yeah no, I would. I would mostly important. work on the seat springs to make sure it was comfy enough. The okay. engines were a little tricky for me. It's weird that they had that level of specialization, but we still thank you for your service. No yeah. shortage of manpower during World sure. War II. That's what you got to No, understand. 100%. <laughs> it's very it's still important that like the seats are functional, right? Yeah. Because that's that's how we beat Hitler. We weren't smarter, we were just more. More okay. of everything. More people, more planes, more bombs. It's the American just way. Just more. Yeah. And that's so that's so now that we got that away, thank you very much <laughs> for your service. Great for, to yeah, finally yeah. hear that. Okay? You know, because now it's this like, is what's confusing me yeah. a little bit. Is I you are you have been to the most uh, games where they have celebrated you, and you keep saying that you have not heard it enough. But it seems like you. Yeah, I really haven't. Well, let, let me tell you something. All right. So as soon as I came back from the war, right, right and started attending college in the GI Bill, right. Sure. All right. I start looking around, and it's like, oh, it seems like only the people who served in combat are the ones who are getting all of the the attention. Okay, you know, which I think is pretty horrible. Well, so then, you know, I 
I keep going. But come life. on, if you're in combat, you deserve you deserve a but, little extra. But also, I mean, is there any like real distinct in like a parade? Say right. you're you're there marching uh, alongside people who are in combat. Is there any meaningful distinction that me in the stands, I can't see the medals, right? I can't see the patches. I'm just cheering all I of you. I thank them all yeah. for their service. They're yeah. all clapping and waving, and it's fun. But have you noticed that it's only at the start of the game? Well, yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah. Well, well we, then the game has to. What, happen. Yeah. What, then we what raise are we the What are we doing? Between innings throughout the game. Hot dog There's races. There's at least... Hot dog races. <laughs> Bathroom breaks. Bathroom <laughs> breaks. A lot of times, uh, uh, really fun t-shirt cannons. Yeah. Yo, yeah I'm so glad everybody gets uh, uh, t-shirts. Well, not you know? everyone. You and have to be to athletic. Watch. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You got to be in the right section at the right and time. And sometimes you, I hear that you stretch between innings uh, around seven. Yeah, we got a seventh inning stretch yeah. in baseball. I'm, I'm so glad that you guys... Really get to enjoy going to pee, all right? But I fought in World yeah. War II. I built this country, okay? No, and we thank Every you for your service. Every inning, we should honor the veterans. Every inning? Every inning. They're just standing around warming up. I don't see why we couldn't take that time to do what we should do, which is to honor those of us who really put ourselves in the line if, of fire if, if in I World may, War II. If I may, fill to fill. Uh, there's... I feel like me enjoying the freedoms that you and your brethren afforded us is celebrating you. Yeah, every day that we wake up in this wonderful free country. In this Hitlerless world, it's because you and the people that you served with did that for us. Uh, except that it's like Hitler's alive today. What? Because what? of how little how respect you... that I get. No, come on. <laughs> how little respect? Like you said, I, I'm looking yeah, the, at so the much respect. The fact that you think that that nonsense actually matters to me is a sheer sign of how little you understand what I'm looking for. So wait, for. what do you value that? Is it the, the clapping? It's, it's bad enough that I have to go to football games where incidentally... You know, there's lots of time milling around. I feel like every time out, every time they're resetting the sticks, that's a time when you could be honoring veterans. Well, the team sometimes needs to huddle and figure out the next play. You know, you get your substitutions in and... And honor veterans. I do. I honor veterans with every nacho what, that what, I enjoy. The, the freedom that's afforded that to me. would be that much more interesting if all of the plays were completely improvised and the teams took a moment when they would be huddling... To put their hand over their heart and to look into the stands and to honor the veterans who've given so much for them. Now, is this? I, I have to ask. So, this is this is your plan to just increase the amount of uh, overall honoring a veteran yeah, time spent. Yeah, within I, within bring it to an amount that is acceptable. That's all acceptable. That I'm asking. I wonder. I'm going to pose a question here. Sure. I wonder if we celebrate, say, every huddle or every inning. If maybe it makes it less special than a nice five to right. ten minute ceremony at the beginning of the game where we raise the flag, we shoot off a fireworks with rockets, red glare, bombs bursting in air. It's very right. cool. There's a flyover, large flag on the field. Sometimes it's waving. We've got kids from a local group waving it. And yourself and your brethren on the field, I'm wondering if maybe if we, if we uh, extend that to every inning, if maybe it becomes less special. Yeah. Like if you eat dessert for the main course, is it still dessert? Okay. First of all, I'm pretty sure I, I explained right out of the gate. Handle the dessert, how, dessert how, question how first. How did how did we win World War Two? Uh, uh, more, uh, more. Oh, yeah, uh, more. Uh, I see. More. Yeah. Okay, more. That's, All right. Yep. So and, tact, and, and that, this is your tactics. That yeah. is exactly the sort of bullshit answer that I'd expect <laughs> sure. from someone speaking German. Whoa! Whoa. One of those two, probably German for you. I'm pretty sure Pomaville's a French last name, but that's besides the point. Well, collabo. Hey, (laughs) Uh, but I don't. I I don't. Okay, so more. Okay, every inning, every play, 
for just uh, World War II vets, or is this all veterans we're doing now? I guess. I guess. I'd be willing to let the Korean War veterans get oh, their Oh, come due. on. You guess? They all fought for this country. Yeah, and I thank not, all of them for yeah, this. Yeah. I fought for this country, okay? Do you have any idea how many tailbone problems Eisenhower might have had? Not for the job that my supervisor did on his seat. Oh, <laughs> right. You super, didn't do it yeah, directly, exactly. Eisenhower. Is there anyone that you directly worked for that we might uh, know in terms of the seats? Like a, a MacArthur, maybe? or a- the, uh, the guy who did the seats for Eisenhower's Jeep. Yeah, yeah. That's that's your supervisor. Yeah. Did you do the seats for anyone? I'm just saying. Uh, oh. Oh, like notable or anything. I mostly carried the tools for the people who actually worked in the seats. And can you please let your supervisor know that we thank him for his service? <laughs> oh God damn it! What I as do? If, I do. I think I wasn't an important part of that. I already thanked you yeah, for your no, service. Thank you. I've spent Could, so much of this interview thank you. For, I know. I thank let you me, for your service. Let me tell you, it's not just that. All right. It's it's how I'm honored during the game too. During you mean while people are playing the game. Yeah. Okay. All right. For instance, they never let my team win. Let your team win? You actually want them <laughs> That's to... That's not how this works. No, To no. bend Listen, to your I'm, will for the I'm, actual I'm, game? I'm, I'm from New England, all right? I am a big-time Patriots fan, and the lack of success that they've had despite oh, being called oh, the come Patriots... come on. They let them win all the time. infuriating. Phil, might I say that you are verging into caricature here? <laughs> what? Because the Patriots are one of the most successful franchises of the past, what, 20 yeah. years? Oh, I'm glad that's... You think that's enough for our veterans. I'm glad, all right? I'm, I'm a piddly 5 Super Bowls is all that you need for that sacrifice to have been paid. Well, the team is named the Patriots. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. And well, that exactly my point. I think the fact that we have any other football teams is wrong. But then they'd have no one to play. And by the way, I don't mean to raise my voice, and I thank you for your service. But if they didn't have anyone to play and it wasn't a real match, that wouldn't really be a free country. <laughs> We no, wouldn't be free anymore. What I fought We'd for is the, the chance of tyranny. to go to a football game, be honored every 35 seconds, and have the team that I like beat the other team. We could invite teams from other countries. You know sure. What? You know, let's try to steer somewhere. Hey, do you, do you like uh, a ballpark food? Ooh, yeah. There we go. Do you like when you're at the game and you're being honored, do they... Uh, Give you a little free dog, you know what I'm saying? Maybe you yeah. get a little nacho. There we go. Nacho Those for your freedom. Sons of bitches usually cut me off at five. Five hot dogs. You got dogs? five free hot dogs? That's like 150 bucks in hot dogs. <laughs> it's a, yeah. And and only two beers to wash each dog down. Each dog? You drink yeah. ten beers? <laughs> five dogs. Man, you're really keeping it together pretty well for your age. I mean, can you believe what I have been going through? I, to have after everything that I gave for this country. And we thank you for your service. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, uh, well, you know what? I, I would love to find ways to honor you every day, and I'm going to do that by uh, living my life. You know, that's not, that's that's not enough. I, I, can't, I believe everything that I've said to this point should have indicated to you that simply living your life is not enough for me. I can try rooting for the Pats a little more, and maybe the Washington Nationals. Hey, how about I make you a hot dog? I, I'm a Red Sox fan. <laughs> Speaking of teams that have been screwed recently. Oh, jeez. Uh, Phil McGinty. Well, hey, thank you for your service, and uh, thank you for coming on the podcast. And thank you for your service. And now it's time for another wide world of weird sports. Wide world of weird sports. What do we have this week? This week's wide world of weird sports. 
13 sports-themed costumes that will win you Halloween. Ooh. That's right. There's still shopping season for Halloween what costumes. What a fun and topical wide world of weird sports. Yeah. Also, what a gimme for Halloween. Right. You just wear a jersey. Brought to you by Spirit USA Halloween stores. But wearing <laughs> a jersey is not going to win you Halloween. Oh, that's true. Mm, it will for me because it's a very low-effort costume that would allow me to avoid having to deal with people asking me about my costume. And Lord knows Halloween is all about how little effort you can put it in, right? It is for me. <laughs> That's the game. All right, I'm going to skip the intro because you guys get it. Halloween's coming. You still have time to order your Halloween costume. If you're a sports fan, here's some. Number 13, Kenny Powers. Okay. That's yeah. not actually sports, but... Well, yeah. I mean, sports-themed. Sports-themed. I mean, he, he yeah, played for the Churros, yeah. He... Uh, what you need is a great mullet, a full baseball uniform, bonus points if it's a Charles jersey, an American flag cape. Uh, and an attitude that uh, helps you keep pace with Kenny Powers. Okay. Oh, and I was gonna say that cool tan line thing with his sunglasses in the previews. Oh but yeah. Then don't don't do any face makeup for right. any reason at Halloween. Nope. Do not. Why Unless not? you're Why? Joker. Because oh, you can right. get in a lot of trouble for that. Oh, oh, got yeah, it, got yeah. it, got it. Anything so, that might it. resemble got a hue it, got that got could it, be it, human sorry. flesh. Gotta be careful. Stay away. Gotta be careful. <laughs> Number twelve, Troy Palamalu. Oh, that's a fun oh, one. Wig. Yeah. yeah, just a big wig. What you need is a Steelers jersey and football pads, an obnoxiously large set of hair, a bottle of head and shoulder shampoo um, that you're going to try to force on everyone the entire night, and the kindest sounding voice you can possibly yeah. imagine. And then repeatedly slam your head into other people's heads. There we go. <laughs> yeah. uh, number 11, Bill Belichick. Oh, yep. Yep. What you need is this a- is the cheapest one actually. Yeah, yeah. Sure. If it weren't requiring buying a Patriots hoodie, I wouldn't actually do it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you need a cutoff Patriots sweatshirt, a headset or laminated card for plays, and a permanent look like you just ate a two-week-old bologna sandwich. I think the headset and the card optional. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing: if, it, 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 it's a lot of bones to spend to get an officially licensed Patriots uh, hoodie, and then to cut the sleeves off. Oh, that's that's yeah. like ninety bones right there. Right, that's why you don't get the officially licensed stuff. Oh, you just go outside the stadium. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Number 10, Mike Ditka. Oh, yeah, with the sweater vest. Eh, This feels like a date. That's a date. That's a pretty dated Right, but but I mean. Now he's a Twitter personality. You also, you'd be unique. If you did a Ditka now, you'd probably be like the only one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What you need is a great mustache and a comb back hairstyle, a bear's sweater, a giant cigar, and the ability to never be satisfied. Ooh. Uh, get all your friends to go as the super fans and plan on showing up late. So they're there as the super fans for a while, and then you have the plan like a rival of you oh. as Ditka, and then they freak out. Mm. Yeah. Number nine is White Goodman, who is the Ben Stiller character from Dodgeball. He's the <laughs> head of the. I was almost going to correct you and be like Dwight Gooden. Dwight Gooden. <laughs> Dwight Goodman. Uh, what you need is perfect fitness, excellent hair, a Globo Gym purple Cobra shoulder pads, complete with a full body purple spandex. See, this this is a That's bad a one in the Joel school. So, yeah. you, you would have to buy very specific stuff for anyone to recognize that, and it Dod- would be very Dodgeball's expensive very and too much movie, work. Though. I really enjoy the movie. Oh, Dodgeball is an incredible yeah, film. It's very good. Number eight is Bobby Petrino. Uh, you just you just need a college brace? student on yep. your uh, your motorcycle. Yeah, what you need is an uh, Arkansas Razorback sweatshirt, some face makeup, a neck brace, and a story about how you weren't with somebody on your motorcycle, <laughs> but really was your mit- mistress, and you got busted. I don't have any frame of reference for that, but the way you guys are reacting, I imagine yeah, it's like also, very very I mean, funny. Right? That's pretty good, but I also feel like it might be a little 
too dated. Might Ditka be, people would get. Yeah, Ditka this be, one, it's a deep cut. It was a moment in time. He's also not considered a good coach anymore. That was when he yeah. was an ascending star, Yeah, kind of. Number seven, Happy Gilmore. Uh, what you need is a Boston Brewers hockey jersey, one golf club, the ability to drive a golf ball 400 yards, and a penchant for fighting everyone you come into contact with. And yelling your punchlines! Right. Bob Barker, brr! <laughs> uh, uh, bonus... Uh, you get somebody to tag team this with you and dress like the legend Chubbs Peterson, complete with a wooden hand. That would be pretty cool. Uh, number six, Dennis Rodman. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. What you need is there. a Chicago Bulls jersey, the ability to grab every rebound but never score, ridiculous <laughs> antics the entire night, some facial jewelry, and any one of these insane hairstyles. They show like a whole collage of as many hairstyles. I could see going as Rodman, but very aggressively wearing a Pistons jersey. Ooh. <laughs> be oh, like, yeah. kapow. And then, like, and then again, no, no jewelry, <laughs> nothing in your hair. Right. Just yeah, normal, just, skinny Dennis Rodman. I'm Dennis Rodman. <laughs> yeah, pre-Carmen Electra Dennis Rodman. Number five, Forrest Gump. What you need is a hair beard combo, one Bubba Grump shrimp hat, short shorts. Because he jogs. Because he's a jogger. I thought it was going to be him on Alabama. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like. He was also the football player. Dumb haircut in Alabama jersey. Yeah. For the state of Alabama. Am I right? And he was also an Olympian in ping pong. He was very sporty. He's a very sports. I forgot jet. how much Forrest Gump accomplished. Didn't he have an incredible life? <laughs> yeah, he really did. Uh, it seems like at every juncture of history, there he was. Right. He was just meeting presidents, and uh, it really he was met a all movie. of the presidents. It was really a movie about uh, mediocrity celebrated and, and through America. And with such incredible music to help us remember oh, the time. Oh, totally. yeah. uh, number four, Joey Chestnut. One of the greatest athletes. Oh, yeah. Jaws, baby. Yeah. Nathan's famous hot dog t-shirt, a championship belt or American flag, and a giant plate of hot dogs that you're not allowed to share with anybody the entire night. I think I think you should just do the Nathan's shirt, and you should walk around all night until the hors d'oeuvres come out, and then like eat them all. And everyone will be like, oh, he's Joey Chestnut. This one doesn't feel great, but I got to read the article. Okay. So I'm just saying in advance, doesn't feel great. Number three, Ray Finkel slash Lois Einhorn. Oh, all right. Uh, cross okay. section either vertically or horizontally, one half woman and one half man. The number five Ray Finkel Miami Dolphins jersey, a mustache, a woman suit, and a complete and utter hatred for Dan Marino. I mean, the the half guy, half girl costume where you can stand one way and you look from the side like one and then flip the other. Yeah. That's always pretty impressive. Yeah, but that movie, that movie has some problematic like things do. about, you know. There it's was, a tougher uh, yeah, so, hang nowadays. Yeah. I don't. I don't think you need to call it problematic. The, Openly transphobic in a way yeah, that nobody's comfortable with. Definitely had a whole her. scene of vomiting and showering because exactly. they realized that uh, she was trans. So, not great. Yep. You uh, know how most, problematic. most gay panic jokes are more about how the person who's freaked out by someone being gay is the weird one? Yeah. This is one of those examples where it's like you guys really went the other way with that. Yeah, they, they, were, they were bashing pretty hard. Yeah. So, in other words, I'm just saying... Don't send that email. We are acknowledging that number three yeah. was problematic. There are better versions of the half guy, half girl costume that you could do. Here's, that here's one. one that's not problematic. Number two, Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing <laughs> problematic about that. Either well, a Stone if, Cold. If I vest. walked around without a shirt on my whole the whole evening, there would be something. Oh, that would be a little. I would just be worried about standing next to tables. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Yeah. 
You need either a stone cold uh, vest or a black what t-shirt, blue jeans, a reckless attitude like you've never had before, the ability to slam two beers together several times throughout the night, and then drink them. Uh, they don't know how reckless my attitude is. Yeah. I resent them telling me. Also in this podcast, <laughs> this is the second stone cold reference. When we were talking earlier, we were talking about uh, going out in the field with the four-wheeler. What a time to be alive. Right? (laughs) Exactly. I didn't clock that as a Stone Cold reference. Number one, the Jamaican bobsled team. (coughs) What you need is a Jamaican flag outfits, yellow helmets, a cardboard cutout of bobsled that you and three friends can walk around wearing in unison the entire night. I'm going to add a caveat. Don't do this if you're white. Like, even if it's not the makeup. Joel, that should really go without saying. And that brings it into another wide world of weird sports. It totally goes without saying to never wear a black face for any of Citizens of Podcast Town. This brings close another sports. 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 Podcast. Before we go, we're going to bring back Phil McGinty to once again give him thanks and ask him to read our contact information. Thank you for your service. All right. Uh, okay. What's the phone number? Oh, no. Oh, it's all on the internet. It's all on the internet now. We're a podcast. This isn't radio. Do you have any idea what it's like for a person who's been through what I've been through and served the way I've served and right, had to come you. back here and learn new technology as I get older? I want to call someone, ask them to connect me to a particular number, have that person do it politely. All right. So what? what is it just then? Read, just read off this sheet. Yeah. All right. Read right here. Uh, 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 Would it help if you just told me to uh, read it? No, no, no. I got to be I an operator. It. If you want to look us up on fascist book, uh, or I guess. It's called Facebook. Okay. All right. Well, it's spelled a lot like fascist uh, book. No, right. it's not. And it's it's spelled F-A-C-E-B-O-O-K. I'm sorry. Are you trying to tell me about fascism? I'm sorry. Is that I, what you're doing I, right thank now? Thank you for your service. Yeah. Uh, sports, sports, sports at gmail.com. That's sports, sports, sports podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook. Going to Facebook. Is that how you find us on Facebook? Slash sports number three podcast. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, what's this last one? Twitter. Twitter. Nope, Twitter. Twitter. Twitter.com Twitter. slash sports number sports. three podcast. And then when they say the number three, they mean literally the numeral three, <laughs> yeah, not the, the word three. number written out, even though AP style would dictate that anything under 10 would be yeah. written out. Also, all of our back episodes at anchor.fm slash sports number well, three I, podcast. That's anchor.fm slash sports anything I really hate, podcast. it's the Navy, so. <laughs> all right, well, thank you for being here, and thank you for your service. Hey, guys. Joel. Hey Joel. I just want to be really clear that that vets other than Phil are totally not overstaying their welcome in any way, shape, or form. Oh, no. I thank all of them for their service. Yeah. Bye, Joel. Bye, Joel.